Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this is episode 68. That's right. And actually, the, the final episode of January 2022, since uh, tomorrow is, I don't know, is today the last day or tomorrow? I think tomorrow's the last day. I'm not going not gonna to sing the song that I use still to this day. To remember how many days are in each month, of, except for February, of course, because everyone knows that one. But it's 30 or 31, and I still sing the silly song. You know, I'm sure a lot of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. And we got a lot of stuff to get into today. And, uh, yeah, before we do that, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you're so pleased, and you can do that at multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall for all of you Facebook users out there. And of course, YouTube, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. I don't know why I repeat these. You just have to remember slash go tell it to the wall. But this one, you it's not a slash go tell it to the wall, but that'd be my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Follow me on over there. Some go tell it to the wall, Common Sense Sundays content. Uh, but, of course, some of my own personal content as well. So that's what you'll be finding over there. And most importantly, all-encompassing of those platforms that I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's going to link you to the things I just mentioned as well as give you access to other stuff that you won't find anywhere else. There's videos, there's blog posts up there. You're not going to find those on the other platforms. Uh, and, of course, you'll also find our Patreon campaign up there. Please become a patron if you have the means to do so. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, you can support us by picking up some merch. You can link directly to the Go Tell It To The Wall merch website uh, from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. So make sure you check that stuff out. Still plenty of time for Valentine's Day, I think. There is a long turnaround because they get printed as they're ordered, but I think you can still get stuff in time for Valentine's Day. We're like two weeks away from Valentine's Day. Make sure you get your plans in there. Um, don't be getting... Don't waste your money. And I'll probably mention it closer. Don't waste your money on those prefixed <laughs> reservations at terrible restaurants out there. Uh, it's better to just cook cook your partner some some food on your own. That's it's gonna be better quality. And you're not dealing with a bunch of idiots out there trying to impress people on Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm also prepping for some potential fireworks tonight. At the top of the live feed, I did mention the hometown Los Angeles Rams are playing in the NFC Championship right now as we speak. They like just kicked off. Uh, and for those of you not familiar with with NFL and with football, whoever wins this game is going to go to the Super Bowl. Even somebody who knows nothing about football, you know what the Super Bowl is. Uh, so it might get a little wild here in Los Angeles, depending on the outcome of that game. So I'm kind of bracing for some fireworks. Uh, fortunately, it should be, if it does happen, it should be before my kid goes to bed, because she's not a fan of the fireworks. Uh, and of course, if you were on social media this morning, especially in the California area, it's just like snow, rain. What's the other one? Earthquake. We had a little shaky shaky here in Southern California. I felt none of it. It actually wasn't that close to Los Angeles. It was uh, closer to San Diego. I will say it was funny uh, seeing the city of Escondido trending on Twitter. I was like, Escondido? Because that's where the earthquake was. Most people don't know where the hell Escondido is. Uh, it's right near where I grew up in San Diego. So that was uh, not really 
comical haha. It was more just like, wow, Escondido. <laughs> That's like where I live now trends on social media for lots of reasons, but Escondido not usually trending on the social media platforms there, uh, unless there's apparently an earthquake right around there. All right, uh, now that we're done with that, I always get tangented on those openings. I'm just, I, I to, like I said, I'm I'm ready to go watch this game and hopefully see the hometown team go uh, go to the Super Bowl here. But in the meantime, let's talk about some digital trends. Got some good ones floating around the social platforms right now. This past week, past couple days, all the good stuff. Uh, this one I thoroughly enjoyed. Now it's not actually today, but apparently this weekend, yesterday to be specific, uh, was hashtag International Ska T-shirt Day. That's right, hashtag International Ska T-shirt Day. Hopefully, you were wearing your ska band t-shirts yesterday. Uh, I believe I was. I no, I was wearing an Op Ivy shirt yesterday. I can't keep track. <laughs> that's, I saw this yesterday and went, well, that's pretty much every day in my house. Uh, maybe if it's not ska, it's a, some kind of punk rock t-shirt or something along those lines. Most of them are ska, at least ska punk. Uh, so that's every day. But I did make a point to wear my ska and destroy t-shirt today in the studio for those of you that are not seeing the video uh, this is definitely a ska t-shirt, but like I said, that's every day for me anyway. <laughs> my wife, my wife likes to joke. She's like, what do you need? All yes, I do need all of these black t-shirts. That's, I, there's never too many of them. And I know many of you out there, uh, could agree with me on this because you can never have too many band t-shirts and I don't care that they're all black. It's, it's the best color to wear all black, everything like <laughs> it's very slimming. It's always, it. You know, I I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I I came home with a gray T-shirt uh, like a few months ago, and my wife was like, "Oh, it's not black," and I was like, "Yeah, it's light black." <laughs> so it it does happen occasionally, but most of them are black. Uh, but make sure you're wearing your, or hopefully you were wearing your ska T-shirt yesterday. If not, every day should be International Ska T-shirt Day. All right, uh, hashtag fake wordle facts. Hashtag fake wordle facts. Uh, yes, this Wordle is not going away. It's all over my social platforms. I, what's going to happen is somebody's going to start, like, texting me directly their scores, and I'm just going to block them. Be like, nope. I, I, post it on social media. You don't, you're allowed to play and not do it, but if that's your thing, fine, post it. But I, I'm just, I, that's all I see. I feel like I'm surrounded by Wordle scores, and I still don't understand the damn game. Uh, but of course, it's not going anywhere. It's here, so we're going to talk about some fake Wordle facts. Uh, I had written this one down. I don't think it's actually a fake Wordle fact. I think it's a real fact, but uh, this came up the other day, and somebody had posted, uh, Wordle is the sourdough starter of 2022. Uh, for those of you that have been paying attention during the pandemic, sourdough, everyone was baking bread back in 2020 when they were stuck at home, and now everyone's playing Wordle. Uh, so I really like that analogy. Um, I don't know what other fake Wordle facts there would be, but if you want to laugh, go go on and uh, check that stuff out. I was thinking fake Wordle facts, like, it's the same word every day. Clearly it's not. That's, that's all I know about Wordle. You're guessing a word or something, and then there's boxes, yellow and black and green boxes that I see posted all over the social platforms. Uh, this one I did enjoy. Hashtag things that annoy me in four words. Again, hashtag things that annoy me in four words. I could come up with an endless list of these things. I mean, that's why I come in here and rant at a wall once a week. That's what I do. I rant about things and call out hypocrisy and hate, hate you know, hate is a strong word, but annoy is probably the correct word for a lot of things I talk about. And I will give you a couple of them. First one is 
Uh, and this is four words, of course, fans of Joe Rogan, things that annoy me in four words, and of course, refusal to wear masks. These are two things that are currently annoying the hell out of me in like my daily life. I got to be honest, because we're going to talk, of course, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan. Don't worry, that's coming. Hate talking about the guy, but we got to do it. Um, actually, it's coming up in just a second. Uh, but of course, and then the masks. We're dealing like even Canada. That's the thing. And I, I'm not going to get into because I don't really understand the full details of the whole freedom convoy and stuff. But for those of us in America, we always kind of held held on to the you know grasped on to. Well, if things do get really, we can go to Canada. And then you see that, and you're like, oh. Maybe that's not the best escape plan right now. Uh, now I realize it is a small percentage of the population there, but if you know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Uh, kind of wild to see, but essentially people refusing to wear masks. This anti-mandate, anti-vax stuff that's going on, and we're going to talk a, quite a bit about that uh, over the course of episode 68 here. Uh, but before we get there, hashtag delete Spotify, hashtag boycott Spotify, hashtag uh, cancel all these. There's various ones. Those are the two I'm seeing the most. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what's going on with this, that whole situation, Neil Young, uh, the musician Neil Young, actually requested that Spotify remove all of his music from their platform. Um, and we, I mentioned a few weeks ago the doctors that sent an open letter to Spotify saying that Joe Rogan was uh, spreading false information regarding COVID and among many other things. That's the thing. I, there's common sense says Joe Rogan is not a good dude. Even if you eliminate all of the, uh, the, the false information that he likes to put out there regarding COVID. Uh, so now he started this, this trend really got his stuff pulled off of Spotify. Uh, and, and we can debate, well, their market value went down, but uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but we also know that the stock market is not actually the economy. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about stocks. That's just not something uh, that I'll be doing, but of course Neil Young starting this, and then others have been following suit. Uh, specifically, Joni Mitchell is now having all of her music pulled from Spotify, among many uh, other artists. Um, and then, of course, everyone is jumping on it and deleting their Spotify. I will say this is one that hit me a little bit because people were sharing screenshots of their um, canceling their their Spotify Premium membership, and it takes me back to Spotify Wrapped, where I'm like, I feel so left out because I don't use Spotify. And now I'm left out because I can't cancel my Spotify. <laughs> Part of me is like, do I just sign up for a free trial and cancel the next day? No, probably not. Uh, but if everyone's sharing those you know, screenshots of their canceling Spotify. I'm not going to sit here and tell you another platform to use. Uh, I would suggest doing your own research as to which platform is the best for you, as well as paying out the artists who are, whose music they're utilizing uh, to make lots of money for this platform. Uh, but I, I will say... And I've said this many times before, buy music directly from artists. If you purchase the music, then you have it. And this, the funny thing is you see everyone's like, well, we're going back to listening to CDs. Yeah, buy the CDs, buy the vinyl. Uh, vinyl, actually, nowadays, I think pretty much all of the newer vinyl, if you, you know, you go in a used record shop, you're not going to find it. But newer vinyl all comes with a digital download of that. So you can you can have it digitally. Uh, and then CDs, you, you, you own the CD, you rip the CD to your own uh, music collection. That, that's what I do. Um, so I'd highly recommend doing that if you're looking to really support musicians and other artists out there. Uh, but this is going to be a long road with uh, with Joe Rogan, um, and I don't think it's ending anytime soon. Uh, I will say, uh, there's a, one thing I will say, because there's a call for you know other artists to pull their music off of there. Uh, some artists don't have control over that. Their, their music is actually owned by the record label. They can't choose to pull it off of there. So 
we got to, I don't want to say tread lightly, but just keep that in mind if, if you're going to start uh, you know, harping on an artist or a musician for having their music up there. Additionally, I don't think we should look uh, for the, the smaller underground bands to be pulling their music off of there uh, because they that's exposure. It, it's really the larger artists that are going to uh, going to make a difference by pulling their music off of there. And additionally, on top of that, I will say, we will not be pulling Go Tell to the Wall off of Spotify. We're just simply not big enough to make any kind of difference. Now, if things continue down a certain way, if it becomes... It, we'll be monitoring it closely. Uh, but it, it, it would affect Go Tell it to the Wall more than it would affect Spotify because people do utilize it for podcasts. Now, the other thing is, you can listen to Go Tell to the Wall without paying for Spotify. So I would recommend not paying for a premium Spotify account. Uh, my wife had a premium Spotify account. She's It's either canceled now or she's in the process of canceling it. Uh, she She's looking for, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. I, I listen to my own music. Everything I just have it all uploaded through YouTube Music. My, my library is ridiculous. I've mentioned this before. I think I can start playing my library and it's going to play for 50 days or something crazy like that. So I got, I got plenty of my own music. But I understand if you don't have a giant music collection like that. Um, but do your own research. Figure out what's going to be best. And, and just know, completely support uh, the, the boycotting of Spotify. But, uh, but it will do more harm to, to go tell it to the wall uh, as it would with other smaller musicians out there to actually pull uh, the podcast from Spotify. Now, if... We were like Joe Rogan status or something. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, Spotify. Uh, we don't need that additional small exposure. But whereas here, um, we probably do. Now, again, maybe that'll change down the line. Um, and if we get enough feedback from, uh, especially from patrons and, su and such, then then we will revisit uh, that topic for Go Tell to the Wall. All right, some COVID updates. Still talking COVID. Not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, digital Vax cards. I've mentioned this before, but I'm seeing more articles popping up about uh, how people are going, you know, trying to carry their vaccination cards uh, with them. And from what I've seen, I think it's usually done from a statewide uh, position. Uh, and I know California's had it for a, a long time, but I believe many other states also have the digital Vax cards available. I would say that is the best way to go about it. And, of course, like I said, it'll be available depending on your area. Super easy to get and use. Uh, I actually went and re-downloaded mine uh, a week or two ago because I had I had the digital Vax card with my first two uh, shots, but then it needed to update with my booster. And it was super. It took me five minutes. And I was like, well, now it's updated on my phone. Got it right here. Easy to carry around that. And you just have it so you're ready. Uh, more and more places are requiring proof of vaccination. Um, I've experienced this the most with going to shows. I don't think that's going away anytime soon, um, but I know uh, restaurants and things like that are also requiring uh, proof of vaccination, uh, so it's a good thing to have on your phone, and depending on your state or your country, uh, there should be something similar available to you, so check that out, because it is, it is better than uh, just taking a picture of your paper card, and we all know, I, I don't know about other countries, but in the U.S., the, the, it's like they made it an odd size, they're like, we're going to make it not small enough to fit in a wallet but not big enough to easily keep track of. Um, so, you know, if you can't do it, and I also have a little holder for my paper card in case I need to bust that bad boy out and have one for my kid too, of course, who is, uh, who's gotten her first two vaccinations. Uh, so, so look, look out for that option because it will make it easier on you uh, with the, in, with the increase in places where you're required to have a proof of vaccine. 
All right, masks. Oh, I'm seeing more and more of this, and it, it's just it feels like it's still falling on deaf ears. So many teachers and healthcare workers out there pleading with parents and people and the, other people in the public to wear masks. We have this convoy up in Canada. We're not going to wear masks. And we have an anti-mandate rally. Oh, God, we're going to talk about that. Uh, they're in D.C. last weekend. No masks. And it's like, it's just, it's so easy. This is where you can really see uh, how, how adults are worse than children. Children, they're like, we have to wear a mask? Okay. Every single kid I know uh, is just like, all right, mask. It's, you know, you move along with it. And if we could just listen to those that are dealing with this at the front line, uh, teachers, healthcare workers, essential workers, any of them that are just trying to keep themselves and their family healthy. If nothing else, just respect that. And it blows my mind that this is what we keep doing. I am very thankful for my kids' uh, school district because they they are on it. I know many other states in the U.S. They're, they're not even they don't even have mask mandates. They're not even requiring them in schools or anything like that. Um, you know, and you can you can argue the minutia of like masks outside and everything else, but for the love of God, kids, let's let's not have kids bringing things home to their their parents or their grandparents or anything else. It's simple, mask them up. I, I it, and I feel, I've been saying this for almost two years now, two years, but here here we are still here. And like I said, that anti mandate rally in D.C. is basically a collection of idiots uh, out there. And that, I've seen that narrative, too, where so many people... It's not an anti-vax rally. It's an anti-mandate rally. And it's like, okay. <laughs> We're not going to split hairs here. It is an anti-vax rally. And even if you could try to convince me that it was simply an anti-mandate rally, it was led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is the poster boy for anti-vax in this country. The poster boy. So much disinformation coming out of his mouth and has been for years because he refuses... To, to support vaccines, which is utterly astounding to me. By far the number one anti-vaxxer. Uh, and then on top of that, if you didn't see this story, during the rally, he actually, uh, he actually compared mandates, mask and vaccination mandates, uh, to the Holocaust. Never a good idea to do something like that. Uh, and then, of course, he apologized. Well, I didn't mean to. Well, the dude did it, uh, did it before, like six years ago. It's like, you didn't learn. So don't, don't give me this BS that you didn't mean it. You meant it. It's utterly astounding. Uh, and then this past week, we, we saw that Evangeline Lilly, if you're not familiar with her, she's apparently on Lost. I never watched Lost. Get tangented for a second. Lost was one of those things. Everybody's watching it, and they be, and people be, you don't watch Lost? No, I don't watch Lost. And I just never got into it. And I remember uh, I was working at Disney uh, when Lost ended. And I still don't know anything about the final episode, but everybody in, in my in my office when I was at working at Disney Channel, came, that and I can say everyone, everyone that watched it, but that was pretty much everyone, came into the office and they were so angry and disappointed at the ending of Lost. And that right there was my vindication. I was like, well, that's why I'm glad I never started watching it. Uh, I'm nothing against Lost. It's just I never watched it. So apparently she was in Lost, but she's also in uh, like the second Ant-Man movie. She plays the Wasp or something. I haven't seen that either, but I've seen the trailers and everything else. Uh, so she was getting some flack for it, and of course comes out with the excuse, it's anti-mandate, I believe in vaccines, I just don't believe we should force people to get them, and blah, blah, blah. And I always love this, because when, <laughs> when I talk about the vaccine mandates, uh, literally on my, my, the organizer for my desk in the studio here, uh, I can see peeking up a little bit from the filing part, is my daughter's vaccine card, 
<laughs> that she's required to have to go to school, and we take to her pediatrician every time she has to get certain shots so that she can be updated. And that's not a new thing. They had that when I was a kid. They had that when my, probably when my parents were kids. I can't confirm that for sure, but, I mean, my parents were getting polio vaccines, you know, so I'm, I'm sure these things existed. But, yes, no man... That's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I'm just so sick of the blatant ignorance. And I will say, that's the funny thing is, Evangel Evangeline Lilly caught a bunch of flack for being at this thing. You'd be shocked. I mean, we all know Cheryl Hines is, is married to RFK Jr., but you'd be shocked at how many how many famous people are rubbing elbows with that anti-vaxxer. It's kind of astounding. Um, and I will say, full disclosure right now, I guarantee somewhere out there uh, exists a photo or two of me uh, at RFK Jr.'s house uh, a few years ago, I and I wasn't there as a friend. I was actually paid to be there. I was uh, helping to host an event at their house. Um, and looking back, I was like, great. I have... And luckily, it's not any kind of serious connection. He's not a friend or anything. And But, man, I, I think about that, and I'm like, somebody's got a picture of me standing in RFK Jr.'s house, the anti-vaxxer of anti-vaxxers, the king of anti-vaxxers. And that's just, that's just how it is, man. <laughs> you never know. I mean, to be fair... All those pictures of, uh, you know, famous people in Jeffrey. It's like, yep, no, I'm not, I'm not going to scratch that surface right now. One more thing with COVID updates. Uh, we had two New York nurses, nurses at, uh, at a hospital in New York. Uh, they were recently busted for selling fake vaccine cards. Fake. No, pro this comes out as fake vaccine cards. They're probably real cards, but not with actual information of shots that were given. $1.5 million they allegedly made off selling these fake Vax cards. $1.5 million. Even if those Vax cards are being sold for $10,000, that is way too many people to think about that are out there trying their hardest just to get a fake vaccine card and paying a bunch of money to do it instead of just getting a silly shot. It's really astounding to me. It's astounding and it's also terrifying. Because it's like, well, have proof of vaccine. Well, how do we know that's not a counterfeit uh, vaccine card? And that's actually probably where the uh, the digital vax cards are even better than the paper ones because that's connected to, like, the registry within your state. So they would have, these nurses would have ha had to actually, like, connect the whole thing, which maybe they were doing that too. I didn't look too closely into this. It was a little too terrifying for me because you can't trust anybody. Thank God for California. We don't mess around here. Everyone loves to talk smack about California. And, oh, I'm leaving California. Don't let the door hit you, man. Some of us that's some of us live here because we want to. Not because we're forced to. I'm not living anywhere else. All right, mental health. I've briefly spoken about this before on uh, Common Sense Sundays. But I've seen it coming up a lot again lately on social platforms. I don't have anything super in-depth to talk about. But... Uh, I want to talk about resources, resources that are available out there for you. Because, you know, we all know you go see a doctor and stuff. And it's a little it's a little more confusing when it comes to mental health and mental illness. Because it's not like my leg's broken. Well, I'll go to the emergency room or go to the urgent, you know. So depending what you're looking for, there's a lot to navigate there. And more importantly, uh, the bigger thing is is getting those appointments. And, you know, you end up getting on wait lists. You got to get, uh, uh, you know recommendation, not recommendation, but uh, referred, a referral from a doctor sometimes to, to go do these things. Uh, and it can it can just be a mess. And sometimes you're like, well, you can have an appointment in six months. And it's like, well, I'm, I need it now. And that's where these resources come in. Not only resources that are just simple, 
and I don't mean simple in a negative way, just, just uh, you know, peers to talk to. Uh, but there's also plenty of resources out there now. We've just made strides over the past 20 years where you can actually get mental health care digitally and you can do it a lot quicker. One of those specifically would be mood. I'm a big fan of mood. Uh, you can, and it's minimal cost and you can actually get the help you need. And especially with the environment we're in, even if they're like, well, you can have an appointment next week. Maybe you don't want to go into a doctor's office. You want to do that via Zoom, telehealth, any of that kind of stuff. And those are available out there for you. Um, I will say, definitely check in with Punk Rock Saves Lives. As you know, a uh, big fan of Punk Rock Saves Lives. Do volunteering with them. Love everybody at that organization. Uh, they also they have a huge mental health initiative. And they work with a couple of different companies where you can actually get discounts uh, through some of these telehealth organizations and, and get, get, uh, get appointments, uh, even medication through there, depending on what you're looking for. And that is definitely something to take advantage of, um, especially if you're kind of in limbo, you're waiting for an appointment, whatever it might be, you can just do it right there. And it, it's much more immediate. I mean, you might have to wait a day, but you're not waiting months uh, like you are sometimes to go in and, physic and see a doctor uh, physically in person. It's very important. Um, and I think the important thing to remember is, and this, this helps with the stigma because you're not going into you know an office and everything, but... Try not to get involved in the stigma. There's, there's still, as, as much as we've made strides over the past 10, 20 years, uh, there is still a stigma there. You know, there's still people joke about mental health. I, I still have to point out to people that are like, I'm so OCD today. And it's like, no, you're not. That's not how that works, you know. So, of course, it's still out there. Um, but don't let that keep you from, from getting help. Because in reality, the majority of people out there need some kind of help. I am one of those people. I have a, what can be a debilitating mental illness at times. And there's nothing wrong with wanting help or getting help. Nothing at all. That's just, it's just human nature, really. You know, and there's, there's different severities of mental illness and mental health. But even if, even if it's not a huge, you know, it's not debilitating for you, nothing wrong with talking to somebody. Always keep that in mind. And know those resources are out there for you because that's, that's important. That was a huge help for me. I mean, I've been through the rigmarole of seeing doctors and everything else, and and uh, sometimes, you know, and it's preference. Maybe you're, and maybe you don't stick with that. Maybe you just use that as a whatever it is that is out there for you. All right, let's talk some positive news. Uh, this is some this is a positive news story that really could have turned out quite sad, uh, but fortunately, we we have a positive story out of it. There was a a mail carrier in uh, New Hampshire. In a smaller town in New Hampshire, somewhere in New Hampshire, I, did, I don't have the exact town, uh, who, and her name's Kayla Barrage, Kayla Barrage, she actually noticed a male piling up for a couple days at a home, one of her a home on her regular route. Uh, and she had, you know, very friendly older lady that lived there, and who would occasionally talk to, to Kayla as, as she was delivering the mail. You know, like, hi, how you doing? I do this in my house, like... There's, we have a few different ones, because it's Los Angeles, but there are two, like, it's usually, there's two that, one that's the regular, another one kind of regular, and then once in a while there'd be another one peppered in there, but always like, hey, and I'll see him, I'll be out walking, like, a half mile away from, from my house, I'm like, hey, how's it going, you know, I, I get it, it's just, you know, the friendly, friendly banter, and what happened was, she saw this male piling up and got a little worried uh, about the woman, who, who we go to find out is a woman in her 80s, and she called for a wellness check, going above and beyond, she could have just, eh, well, the male's piling up, who, for a wellness check. Well, fortunately, she did. 
Uh, the police showed up, went into the home, and found this woman in her 80s. Uh, she had fallen onto the floor, and stuff had fallen on top of her. She had been stuck there for three days. Three days. At least three days, they said. Uh, now, they got her out of there. She you know, obviously had some dehydration. Even at your healthiest, a healthy 20-year-old can't just lay somewhere for three days, uh, let alone someone in their 80s. So obviously she needed some hospital care, but going to make a full recovery, uh, all thanks to this, this uh, Kayla Barrage uh, going above and beyond. And this is... We need more of this in the in the world. This isn't a, you know, a nosy thing. This is more like, hey, I see this woman, you know, at least every other day or so. When why is a male piling up and no and especially probably being like, "Ah, she didn't go on vacation or anything." And sure enough, such a little thing. Uh but but and on top of that it goes to show you how much we need to respect our our mail carriers cuz jeez, it's like they're out in the community. They know what's going on, and that's, you know, I, I would say that's why I'm friendly with mine. No, I'm just friendly with mine because he's, he's a nice guy. Like, you know, I just, he's, hey, how's it going? We'll, you know, talk for two minutes or whatever, and, like, you know. And in fact, a couple weeks ago, he's, I happened to be out front, and he's dropped my mail, and he just handed it to me instead of putting it in the box, and he's like, oh, car chase on, uh, on KTLA right now or whatever. I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, ran inside. Turned on the car, like, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Hadn't gotten the breaking news just yet. Oh, car chases. California is the land of car chases. Uh, but bottom line, good on you, Kayla Barrage. Uh, thank you for, for being a, lack of a better word, a beacon in the community there and, and just having the awareness to, to help out this woman who might have lost her life if, if not for this mail carrier. All right, well, let's talk some parenting. All right, there's uh, <laughs> a story out of New Jersey. This one cracked me up. And I was happy to see because I saw like a little video of it. The parents were cracking up too. There was a... a a toddler in New Jersey, 22 months old, toddler, not even two years old, this kid, actually ended up ordering $1,800, $1,800 worth of furniture <laughs> from Walmart via the app on his mother's phone. 1800 The parents were like, why is all this stuff getting delivered? It took, and strangely, it took him a little while to figure it out, because I... He, we all know that, you know, if you live in a... If you have a significant other or whatever, kids, you know, package comes and you're like, oh, okay, whatever, but... And that happens here. I'm like, oh, my wife got something. You know, Amazon's here every other day or whatever. Or, you know, Target delivery and stuff like that. Oh, whatever. But I'll tell you, if, if if huge boxes started showing up, I might be like, hey, honey, uh, what what are we doing here? Lots of boxes. I've, you know, that's something you might mention to your to your significant other. But no, the, they were a little confused, and then go to figure out that the kid actually ordered it through the Walmart app on his mom's phone. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and criticize. <laughs> By any means, I get it. Uh, but this is why I'm in support of not a bunch of screen time for kids, because uh, they get a little too comfortable with a phone. This is the kid's not even two. Uh, when my kid was not even two, if 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 I was not right next to her or my wife was not right next to her, she's probably sitting in a pack and play while I'm using the restroom or something. But for the most, or she's sleeping, not with a phone or a tablet or anything. And then on top of that, if you are going to give your phone or your tablet or whatever to your kids, you know, maybe add that second step of if they're gonna, if you got to order something, put in your password again. That's going to help to uh, minimize this because we're hearing about this way too much. But it, my favorite, because we've heard stories where a kid ordered a bunch of toys through the Alexa or whatever. This kid ordered a bunch of furniture, which is extra funny. 22 months old ordering furniture. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I, I mean, probably an interior designer, a future interior designer right there. Uh, but but be careful with your phone around your kids. Just know that it's nice to just one click order stuff, but then your kid get twenty two month old gets a gets a hold of your phone and suddenly you're 
swimming in boxes. Now, I'm sure they were able to just return everything, but just use caution out there, parents, you know, or pet parents, too. You know, a dog might, who knows? Robots are smarter than us. Alexa and stuff might might understand dog barks, and suddenly you're getting boxes of dog toys at your house. All right, not cat toys though. Cats just they just know toys appear and they'll they'll make everything a toy. Dogs, you got to get them chew toys and they destroy it, and then you got to get a new chewed toy and then destroy it. And you're just like, can you stop destroying the toys? All right, uh, a little more parenting, actually. Personally, uh, we we have movie nights uh, pretty much every weekend. You know, it's uh, like movie night. <laughs> Seen Frozen two uh, at least fifteen times on, on movie nights. Sometimes sometimes we're watching the same thing. Over. But once in a while, I can get my kid. You know, over the holiday break there, got my kid to watch uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. That's a good one. Uh, and my wife got her to agree on uh, another out of the out of the box movie. It's <laughs> very much. In the box movie, but just something that we haven't seen 1,500 times. She wanted to watch Encanto again, and I was like, all right, well, we only seen that one once, so it's better than watching Frozen 2 for the 50th time, or Frozen 1 for the 60th time, or Tangled for the 100th time. Uh, and my wife got her to agree to watch Annie. Uh, not the most recent reboot, but... The, and it's so fun. I, I was so curious, too, because I went to... I was like, what is the original Annie? Because we've all heard of Little Orphan Annie, and then my wife pointed out the comic strip, and I totally forgot about the comic strip. And I'm not going to get into details on that, but this was the 1982 version, like the original movie version, I guess you could say. Um, the one that, depending on your age, you probably grew up with. I, I was one of the people who grew up with that. You know, it, was, it was a popular movie for kids to watch in the 80s, uh, even into the 90s. I hadn't seen it in years, but it, it was a lot of fun to, to share that with my kid. Um, I will say, when you watch a movie... Uh, like from the 80s, unless it's an animated Disney movie, and then maybe there's still questions. I mean, there's questions no matter what from a five-year-old. That's just going to happen. Uh, but when you're watching a movie shot in the 80s uh, that takes place in the 30s, all of the questions. And that was one of my favorite things was I had to explain. She's like, oh, they're going to the movies. And it's like, yeah, but well, back then, that's the only way you could go watch something. You, you didn't, They didn't have TVs in the home. They just had radios. And then it comes... Goes around to the radio scene. I'm like, look at that. You, you think daddy's got a wild studio. Look at that studio right there. That's how they used to do radio. Uh, and just tons of... And to the point where I actually did pause the movie a couple times. Because I'm like, I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm enjoying it. And it wasn't frustrating, but it was like, okay, what are we, we going to talk about now? And then Punjab, like, uh, you know, the character in there, he's making stuff fly. And now I'm like, all right. She's like, Does, is he magic? And it's like, I don't really know. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't really make sense, but he does things. <laughs> Which is, if you're familiar with the movie, like the first scene where he's flying in air and he's just looking at it. Like, whatever, you know, uh, kinetic psychic abilities or whatever, making it fly. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but it was a lot of fun. Highly recommend, you know, once your kids get to a certain age, enjoying those movies that you enjoyed uh, with them. And then it kind of takes a little bit of the sting off of watching the same movie 1,500 times, which, you know, happens. And... And I enjoy a good animated Disney movie. I love Tangled. It's a fantastic movie, animated movie, and m among many others. Uh, like Zootopia is another one I enjoy watching. Uh, but after a while, you're just like, all right, that is enough Disney animation, for the love of God. All right, oh, and this one, I think, speaking of Disney movies, I know many out parents out there are going to be happy about this and agree with this. Uh, Disney announced they actually have a new number one Disney movie song. Uh basically essentially overtaking let it go from the original frozen uh, animated movie 
and if you haven't seen it, it is a song called We Don't Talk About Bruno from the movie Encanto. Uh, pretty catchy song. I enjoy it. I think Frozen was just such a, like, all right, we're getting beaten down with this. That's enough. Like, And then Moana came out and it's like, thank God we got something else. And then still Frozen's still around and all that. Respect to Frozen, but when you've heard the damn song thousand times, you, you get tired of it. Uh, and and uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Good song, personally. I don't think it is the best song on the uh, from the movie. There's there's at least two other songs where I'm like I, I could see that being the more popular song for me personally. But that's what we're doing. Uh, so so now, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, and people that know kids out there, uh, we have moved on from Let It Go, but very shortly. You'll probably be getting tired of uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno. <laughs> so look forward to that as well. Oh, man. It's good, though. I'm like you, get, you just get tired of these songs. Like, that's enough. It even happens with, my, like, uh, with, with music that I like. I have to tell my kid, like, okay, hey, we listened to that twice yesterday. And trying to explain to a five-year-old, you, get, you, do, you don't want to get tired of the music. You got to switch it up a little bit. Uh, this happens a lot with Millie Manders, because Millie Manders is my kid's absolute favorite, like, by far. And she has others. She really loves Half Past Two with Interrupters, Bomb Pops. Something about Millie Manders. That is, she, she'll even say it. Millie Manders is my favorite. But the thing is, like, okay, but we can't listen to it every single day. I love Millie Manders, too, but I don't want to get tired of Millie Manders. So, got to mix that up a little bit. All right, let's get into some common sense that's right trying to wrap this up so i can go watch the most of the rams game here and what am i even doing i'm cracking my knuckles right at the microphone apologies to everyone out there that hates the knuckle cracking i don't know what's going on with me today all right common sense nebraska corn huskers if you're not familiar with the university of nebraska uh their 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 mascot is the corn huskers and they actually have a picture of their mascot it's I don't, I, I don't know. How to, it's like a farmer dude with who's picking corn, and you know they got a lot of corn there in Nebraska. So, um, and shockingly, nowhere near the strangest mascot of any of of college here in the U.S. Probably not even top fifty. There's a lot of strange ones out there, and it's. I'm not trying to talk bad on the Cornhuskers. Have have your mascot fits fits with your region and everything else. Uh, they actually had to make a change to their little mascot, the dude that you see on on their stuff, uh, and they changed the hand thing. Uh, apparently, originally it was doing the OK symbol, the Cornhusker dude, like the OK symbol, which for longest time, it, it's like, oh, it's fine. It's OK. You know, he's just making a hand gesture. Uh, recently, they changed it to just holding up number one finger. Uh, and if you don't know why, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you. So the, the a little bit of white supremacy decided to kind of co-opt the OK sign. If you're not familiar with this, it's supposed to look like a W and a P for white power, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, I find it extremely frustrating because we just let people of hate co-opt something. And uh, I'll be honest, like, I I do it without thinking sometimes. Like, if my wife's looking at me across the room, she's like, oh, blah, blah, and I'm like, cool, you know? Like, it's just, we've all grown up doing that kind of thing. And you've got to kind of remove it from your repertoire, and uh, Nebraska had to do that, unfortunately. And common sense says you do change it. I understand it just sucks when when a certain group co-ops something and you're like, uh, okay, cool. All right, uh, man. talking about this guy way too much this week, but this has to be brought up, and I encourage you to go look up this clip. 
Uh, and that would be uh, Rogan, Joe Rogan, and, and Jordan Peterson, or whatever the hell his name is. I don't even know what the hell he does. I think he's an author or something, but he's one of these other asshats that's running around spewing nonsense. And uh, Rogan had him on the podcast, of course. And I actually watched this clip. And I, I would encourage you to watch this clip. If you're ever confused why people dislike Joe Rogan, or you're also confused, and it, it won't help you with why people like him, because I watched this clip and I was like, what the hell? This is what people, essentially the clip is two white dudes, two white dudes sitting on a podcast uh, debating how black somebody can be. And there's, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving direct quotes, I'm paraphrasing here, but at one point Joe Rogan's like, at one point the Peterson dude's like, well, I'm pretty tan, uh, you know, would I be, cons-? yeah, I see where that one's going. And Joe Rogan, I'm even more tan than you. Does that mean I'm blacker than you? This is, again, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what they're saying. Essentially, deciding who's black enough to be considered black. That's what they're doing on this podcast. And Spotify gave him like $300 million. And people are listening to this and people are up in arms because he's getting flack. It's like, uh, that's why. That has nothing to do with even COVID misinformation. That's why. I'm just going to be honest with everyone out there. Just going to be honest. You should never, ever, ever, ever. Even in private, if you're white, sit with another white person and debate how black somebody is allowed to be. Because that's what they were doing. I don't understand how the fuck anybody can like this guy or respect this guy. That's the high quality entertainment you're getting out of him. And I say that in a sarcastic way. (laughs) It's one of the biggest asshats on the face of the earth. And this is and people flock to him and they worship him. And they're, oh, I love his honesty. His honesty? Well, that's his honesty. That's terrifying. I could I could slightly respect it if he was just doing it to get a rise out of people, but that's that's his, that's how he really thinks. And we're letting that information get out to impressionable people? Now, I'm all for free speech. I'm not saying he should be silenced. I just don't understand how the fuck anybody can listen to that shit. I don't. But that's where we are. America. <laughs> Honest to God. Oh, inaccurate reporting. Huh. Common sense says uh, we don't inaccurately report things. Uh, but apparently ESPN is uh, is out of common sense. So yesterday, and I'm sorry I'm going to get into a little bit of sports ball here, but it is important from the the view of of accurate reporting within the media. Uh, Adam Schefter, who works for ESPN, reported yesterday that Tom Brady had retired, was going to retire from the NFL. If you don't watch football, you probably know who Tom Brady is. And there's been speculation and everything else. For those of you not in the sports world, it's been speculated ever since... uh, he lost to the Rams a week ago, so we're talking about a week's worth of speculation, and even leading up to that, if this would be his last season. And everyone ran with it. AP reported it. Everybody. My phone blew up, I was, and my entire social feed, and like, oh, Tom Brady, the GOAT, and all this other stuff. Like a half an hour after that broke, word came out, Tom Brady reached out to the team he plays for, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and said he had not reached a decision on retirement. AP put out a retraction. Uh, many others posted this or, or put it out through their news outlets and said, wait, 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 maybe not. ESPN, on the other hand, is still running 
everything, not only on their website, but I turned on SportsCenter for a little while last night, and they're just acting as if he retired. Now, I realize this is sports, and it's not important uh, in the way that COVID information is important for, for certain things to be accurate, fact-checking certain things, because it is just sports. It's not that important. However, if you want to be respected in the media world, you need to respect that accurate reporting. And Adam Schefter, you did something wrong. Backtracking sucks, but you have to do it. And all this does is fuel the fire of people out there. Oh, fake news, fake news. And it seems so simple, but why give them that? Why put that out there? There's no reason to. But here we go, ESPN. Just run with it. Adam Schefter, totally wrong, but yes, let's just run with that story and pretend pretend like we weren't disproven. Now, of course, if he comes out and retires in a week, it's like, okay, well, we did report accurately. And, and I have seen people are like, wouldn't it be great if Tom Brady came back and played another year just to be like, well, fuck y'all, <laughs> out of spite? I, I wouldn't put it past him. I would actually respect him more if, if he did such a thing. And I'd be like, you know what? Get him, Tom. <sighs> Jeez. Oh, man. What is it with cartoon characters? Why? Why does everybody need them to be sexualized? That's right, Wall fans. We're dealing with yet another cartoon character everyone's up in arms because of a slight costume style change. If you haven't heard of this one, it's Minnie Mouse. Disney put out a, a new style of Minnie Mouse that they're using for a little while, and instead of the red dress with the underwear sticking out and the, the or, or orange, yellow high heels, I guess, uh, she's wearing a pantsuit. And of course, everyone, including those idiots over there at Fox News, lost their minds. Because, God forbid, we change a cartoon character slightly. God forbid we take away some of the sexualization of a cartoon character, which I didn't even think was a thing, but I'm learning over the past year or so uh, that people have a bit of a fetish for cartoon characters. I mean, I still don't understand it, but it's a thing that happens. Here's the ridiculous thing about it. It's not like they're changing the character completely. On top of that, again, I will ask why you are offended by Minnie Mouse wearing a pantsuit as opposed to a red dress. Why? I don't understand. And Tucker Carlson, Minnie Mouse isn't going to have sex with you regardless of the outfit she's wearing. I hate to break it to you. It goes the same for the green M&M, like I said. The most ridiculous thing about this is they constantly change the costumes of Disney characters. Now, they all have kind of their go-to, the one that you've seen similar versions of throughout the years. But, I mean, even look at Mickey Mouse uh, somewhere in here. I got a Steamboat Willie Mickey. I think on the back shelf here, I got a Steamboat Willie Mickey. <laughs> Mickey looks different from that Mickey. We all remember the 80s when they'd put different stuff on them. Have you ever been to California Adventure? They have different costumes for all of the... Uh, Disney characters, you go to their, their uh, whatever the like Animal Kingdom, Animal thing down there in Florida, they got different costumes on it. You go to Alani in Hawaii, different outfits on And this isn't even a permanent change for Minnie Mouse. But apparently the world is so perfect that all we have to do is freak out about a cartoon mouse wearing different clothes. And <laughs> we've had Fox News, head of Fox News programming like, Minnie Mouse, they changed their clothes. Like, really? Oh, oh. And we can see where your priorities are. Still not going to have sex with you, Tucker. Not going to happen. Oh, common sense. Now, I know that this is 
this was caught in some caught some steam. This could have been a digital trend. Uh, there is a young lady named Brittany Matthews. There's also a young man named Jackson Mahomes. I wrote Patrick Mahomes here, but it's actually Jackson Mahomes. Uh, that have caught a lot of flack on social platforms, specifically TikTok, for their very obnoxious videos. Uh, if you're not familiar with the name Patrick Mahomes, he's actually the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And apparently this is, I don't, didn't really, I'd heard about uh, Jackson Mahomes and how he can be kind of a douchebag or whatever. Uh, but I, and I know that uh, Patrick Mahomes is engaged to like his high school sweetheart. But apparently they both are just constantly doing these TikTok videos where they come across as obnoxious, ignorant, um, all kinds of other things. And, and it just seems silly. I caught a couple clips and I was like, yeah, no, that is annoying. That is annoying. And everyone's able to do what, what they will. And apparently as I was perusing social platforms this morning, everyone's cheering against the Kansas City Chiefs just so that Patrick Mahomes will lose and they won't have to see these idiots doing their TikTok dances. I also saw people uh, defending Patrick Mahomes and saying, like, he can't control his his brother and his fiance. And 100% I agree with that. 100%. And this is a much lesser issue than Cheryl Hines and her anti-vax husband. But here's the thing. Everything they do is revolving around Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They do these things from the, the luxury boxes at the stadium, on the field. It's all this stuff. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes cannot tell his family what to do. However, he can tell them to calm the hell down when they're at his place of work, which is what they're doing. He has every right to do that. It's common sense says, you know what, Pat? Let's just tell them to cool it. They don't have to change their ways. Let's just have them cool a little bit because that was quite obnoxious. I was not uh, not a big fan of that. And people cheering for the Bengals. And sure enough, Bengals won. Bad karma out there, man. All right, entertainment news. We got a couple of these things to get through, and then we're going to wrap it up for episode 68 after I get a sip out of my Go Tell It's the Wall mug. You can pick up a very similar mug through the merch website. Make sure you pick one of those up. It's great for your Sunday morning coffee as you prepare to... Uh, to download or watch uh, Common Sense Sundays. All right, like I said, entertainment news. Uh, listening to, I know, <laughs> and Paul, I already know, I have your list on my whiteboard, and I'm trying to get to them, and I've listened to some of them, but I, I went, I called for an audible this week, and I want to talk about it a little bit. The band I'm listening to this week, and genuinely have been, uh, is the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, the ska world was was shocked this past week when the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones out of Boston uh, announced that they were breaking up. No more music, no more touring, no more nothing. And of course, uh, I'm a big Boss Tones fan. I'm not as big of a Boss Tones fan as many others out there, but I will say I understand the importance of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, they got a lot of 90s kids, people, into third wave ska. Uh, they, I was a fan of them in the nineties, but of course they didn't get me into it. I was listening to less than Jake and Bucko nine before I found mighty, mighty boss tones. But of course I enjoyed their music, owned quite a bit of their music, thoroughly enjoyed their, their album from 2021. It's great, great album. So of course everyone's processing that shock this week and, uh, we don't pro promote Rolling Stone here at, uh, go tell it to the wall. We haven't promoted them since, uh, 2013 with that cover that I will never, ever, ever talk about, but, uh, they were stirring up some rumors, and people were, of course, running with these rumors, and I don't want to get into that. I'm sure we'll get more explanation why it was so abrupt, everything else that was happening. If you want to look into it, you can, uh, but what what I will say is I just want to take a moment and give respect 
uh, to the Mighty Mighty Boston's for almost 30 years of, of, of ska music. Uh, like I said, out of Boston and uh, very influential in the scene. And, and most importantly, like I said, that's how a lot of people got into ska was Mighty Mighty Boston's. There was a movie in the 90s called Clueless and the Boston's were playing were the were a band playing at a party in that movie. You know, that that's how a lot of people dip their toes into into third wave ska. Uh, so I will say. Hopefully some of those rumors are not true, but I'm going to continue to enjoy their music for now uh, and just be thankful for for the years of great music, live music, albums, everything else. I know people that have that literally followed the Mighty Mighty Boston's around the Northeast uh, to a bunch of their shows. So it's sad to see them go. Uh, but everything, of course, uh, does come to an end, you know, and, and fortunately everyone in the band is healthy. It's not like they're breaking up for health reasons or anything, uh, but still sad to see that they will no longer be playing together. All right, uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. I know I'm late to the game on this one. This is a DC show on HBO Max. Uh, finally got around to watching it yesterday. Fantastic. Unbelievably funny. I was laughing out loud so much. I only got through the first episode. I think there's, and I, I think they do them weekly. HBO Max is good with that. I like Righteous Gemstones. I know there'll be a new episode out tonight. Uh, I don't know when Peacemaker the new episodes come up, but you know they do them weekly. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommended if you haven't seen it. And I will say I didn't even see the more recent Suicide Squad, like the Suicide Squad or whatever. And apparently, uh, Peacemaker was a character in that movie for at least a minute or whatever, and they they kind of allude to that. And I'm not spoiling anything. They allude to that at the at the very beginning of the, the series on uh, on HBO Max. But highly, highly recommended if you can see it. Uh, just so funny, so funny. And you'll have you'll have more respect for John Cena. Not that you'd be disrespecting John Cena, but you see him play a role like that, and like uh, what, oh my gosh, what was that? The Amy Schumer movie years ago. I can't remember the name of it. And I think we even own it. Yes, we do own it because I worked at Universal at the time. Uh, and. I never disliked him, but much more respect seeing the character that he played in that film. Uh, you know, it's it's just funny. And then now, even more, I'm like, oh, my God, he's fantastic in this. Uh, so check out Peacemaker if, if you have access to it. Uh, another show recommendation. This one I actually just finished up. There's only two seasons of it. So I will say I actually thought there was three seasons, and I finished up the second season yesterday. And I went, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Marco Polo. I'm not going to get into details of it or anything like that. What I will tell you is it is basically Game of Thrones on steroids. Uh, you know, obviously it's in a different locate. It's not the same universe or world as Game of Thrones, like that whole, I almost said Middle Earth. It's not Middle, whatever they called that, the where Game of Thrones was set. Middle Earth would be uh, Tolkien, but you know what I mean. Uh, this one actually takes place in Asia, and it's it's partially, it's not completely historically accurate, but it's based on, you know, the, the historical character. That is Marco Polo. Uh, but like I said, most importantly, it's Game of Thrones on steroids. And it's from 2014, only two seasons, but well worth the watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think if you like Game of Thrones, you will like this one. Um, so, so check that one out on Netflix if you haven't already. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and I'll probably talk about this next week, uh, but we are battening down the hatches here for the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I actually look, I'm somewhat looking forward to it. Uh, I know a lot of my friends, because I, I think it's been forever since there was a Super Bowl in the Los Angeles area. Uh, so a lot of my friends that live around here, they have not experienced the Super Bowl in their hometown. I have twice because uh, I lived down in San Diego in the 90s. Uh, we had the Super Bowl down there a couple times. It's a lot of fun just uh, just the people watching. And, and obviously with COVID, you can't go out and do something, which is disappointing because there's all kinds of Super Bowl week activities that will be coming up. Uh, so we won't be able to do as much of those, but it, it, it'll, it'll be a nice little hometown pride. 
uh, to, to see all eyes on uh, Los Angeles and the new stadium here uh, for the Super Bowl, which is not next week. It'll be two weeks from today, um, and, uh, and hopefully hopefully it'll be the Rams playing in that thing. Oh, and before I forget, I will be, I still, as of now, we'll see what happens, but I will be out at Characters in Pomona uh, on February 5th seeing uh, the incredible Venomous Pinks uh, along with some other bands. Uh, so if you're out in the Pomona area looking for a show to go to, hit me up out there. I'll bring make sure I bring some stickers and all that good stuff. All right. Whew. Man. It's just been one of those Sundays, I think. I feel fine, but I'm over. I w- woke up with a sore back this morning. I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Yes, I wasn't even doing anything yesterday. Sore back, sleeping. Age. It's not fun. Aging's not fun. Like, some of it is fun. <laughs> but the soreness is not the fun part. Uh, on that note, wall fans, <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on all the social platforms, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, uh, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, and of course my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S O C A L S E A N. Uh, definitely follow me on the Instagram. I've been, I've been trying to get more stuff posted up there and, there and there's more stuff coming. There's also some new video clips coming. There's some new photos coming. I'm sorting through everything and trying to get it all up there. So keep an eye out for new content coming your way. Uh, and of course, SeanOrourkeLive.com. That is your one-stop shop for ev- anything and everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, and of course, Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, and hit up our Patreon campaign on there. Every dollar helps. Give us a dollar. It'll It's very helpful. Uh, or if you don't want to do that, you can also pick up some merch. Get yourself a nice coffee mug, a wine glass, a shirt, sweatshirt, all kinds of good stuff out there. So make sure uh, you're supporting us by checking out the merch website as well. Uh, most likely, we will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, but st- there's some scheduling conflicts coming up. Nothing bad. Just know that we're we're probably due to miss a Sunday or two over the next six weeks. Uh, so we'll keep everyone updated through Facebook um, and all that good stuff. So so just keep your eyes on on Facebook and uh, of course, make sure you're subscribed anyway. So you just see the the podcast episodes pop up. And I I, I fail to mention this quite a bit. Because um, we always share the link through Podomatic, which is where we host uh, Go Tell Us the Wall and Common Sense Sundays. But you can find the podcast on whatever platform you're using for podcasts uh, should be on there. I think the only one we're not on is SoundCloud. They charge an additional fee to put your stuff up there. And it's like, well, I'm not going to pay. And I already pay all this hosting. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, but you should, anywhere. I, uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Still on Spotify, all those, whatever you're using for podcasts, you're going to be able to pick up uh, Go Tell It to the Wall, so make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. I appreciate when anyone shares the podcast because it helps to get the word out there. In fact, we were doing crazy numbers over the past week. I was like, what is going on? I think we're just getting some extra shares and all that other good stuff and some extra subscribers. Uh, So please tell your friends, continue to do that. Share the posts, subscribe, listen. Review, tell me how terrible it is or how great it is. I haven't looked at reviews in a while. There's probably some new ones up there. Uh, and of course, you can always communicate with me or the team through Facebook or and or SeanOrourkeLive dot com. So do that. All right, that's going to do it for episode sixty eight of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use. Common sense.